Maurice and I would like to take a little time to thank Robert Rogers and all the folks at Parks Motor Sales for sponsoring the Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today special guest podcast. When you need special treatment during your next new or pre-owned vehicle purchase, visit Parks Motor Sales at 919 Nashville Highway in Columbia or visit them online at parksmotorsales.com. Tennessee Sports Today with TSWA Hall of Famer Maurice Patton. Here's Chris Yow. Welcome back in. Five minutes past the top of the hour here on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint coming to you from the Lee Company Studio live from the Front Porch Sports Headquarters of WKOM 1017 FM in Columbia, Tennessee. Happy to have you guys along with us on Facebook and on Twitter. Thank you guys for tuning in. We appreciate it. We also appreciate our next guest. Joining us on the Parks Motor Sales Hotline is the voice of the Commodores, Kevin Ingram. And one of the coolest Twitter ads you're going to find, whether he meant to or not, at Kingram Sports. <laughs> on Twitter. Kevin, thanks for joining us. Oh, man, great to be here. I appreciate it, Chris. Are you guys doing all right? We're doing well, man. Um, not as well as you are, just for the fact that in a few hours you are going to be broadcasting from Omaha, Nebraska, side of the College World Series, and I will be posted up in front of my TV in Franklin, Tennessee. So, um, <laughs> score. No, That's not a bad place to be. It's not a bad place to be, but it's not Omaha. So... Um, <laughs> I hope you're enjoying it. I hope you're having fun out there, even as the team that you're covering battles for its CWS life tonight when they take on Stanford. Um, And I'm going to – I'm not above stealing, but at least I'm going to attribute it. Um, There is a tweet yesterday from at BP Frank's show. That's Johnny Ballpark Frank's. the Vandy boys have answered a loss with a win on 12 of 15 occasions this year. And they have won three plus games in a row on eight different occasions. So I think it's boding fairly well for Vanderbilt as they get ready to take on Stanford tonight. I'm not sure Stanford's necessarily going to cooperate, but <laughs> I mean, it's all sickness is not death. As my junior chemistry teacher used to say, you know, <laughs> Um, I mean, what what's your feel for tonight? Yeah, no, I, I, I was I, I didn't take a whole lot of chemistry. That those are, those weren't my best. Topics. I had to be talked and- into it because I was scared <laughs> to death, man. But um, at any rate, yeah, yeah. I you know, as far as tonight, I mean, it, it's going to be all hands on deck. You get the feeling, except for maybe Kamar Rocker and Jack Leiter, you you could see any combination of pitchers out there, but. You know, this team has been pretty good at following up losses, whether it's a, you know, just a heartbreaker like we had a couple nights ago or or however the game went, you know, coming back and refocusing and being ready to play the next time out. It's so interesting out here. It doesn't feel like you get in any any sort of rhythm 
uh, with the day off between games. You know, you play a normal weekend in the, in the uh, college baseball season. It's it's three games in three days. You know how it works, and then you play again on Tuesday. But in this deal, you play a game, you have a day off. You play a game, you have a day off. I mean, if you if you're Vanderbilt and you can make it to this weekend, you'll play on back to back days. And then, and then the championship series is a more normal uh, three game series. But in these tournaments, everything just feels like it's all turned upside down because. Okay, you, you use your first couple pitchers. Well, you, you can't really come back with them again until you know a few days later. Uh, you're trying to figure out how to manage the rest of your crew. Vanderbilt used its top relievers for a lot of pitches in that first game against Arizona. Jack Ryder pitched all eight innings on Monday night, so everybody's going to be good to go for tonight. Uh, but yeah, I, you know, as far as bouncing back, this team. One thing that I've liked about this team the whole season whether they've won a big game or they lost, they're pretty good at flushing it all out and coming back the next day. And you can't really tell the next day what happened in the previous game. And I think that is a mark of a good team. And I get the feeling these guys will get out there and battle tonight against Stanford, which is, you know, they've been on a really nice roll of their own. They lost NC State, but they they handled Arizona pretty easily. And they went to Texas Tech and just wiped them out in that super regional. So this will be a tough matchup tonight. You know, um, as you say, they, they've been so even keeled all year, but at the same time, you know, losing a ball game one to nothing like that, uh, I would think that's got to leave a mark. I mean, when you take the performance that Jack Leiter put out there for him on, on, um, Sunday night, <coughs> Sunday night, Monday, I'm sorry, starts mm-hmm. to run together and, yeah. and we weren't on the air on Monday, yeah, so it yeah, like Sunday. And, you know, and you can't you you wind up losing in a situation like that. I, I would think that's got to leave a little bit of a mark. But like you said, this team has typically done a pretty good job of flushing things. But is there a concern about how Vanderbilt is playing offensively right now? Yeah, you know, that's something this season has kind of come and gone with this team. Sometimes you, you've seen this team score a lot of runs, I and mean, they're the leading team in the SEC in batting and right there at the top at on-base percentage and slugging percentage in several categories. So, I mean, this seems certainly capable offensively, but sometimes there's been spots where good pitching has shut them down. You saw that, saw that the other night with a high field of pitcher for NC State. Just kind of got rolling and got into a groove. He kept him off balance. He wasn't overpowering. It wasn't like he was out there you know, throwing 97 or anything, but – uh, just kind of mixed up his pitches and dropped down sidearm and just made it tough on him. And you you look up and been out there an hour and a half and the game's in the top of the eighth. And you're like, okay, we're down to like six outs here. Uh, it just seemed like at times it was a little bit too easy for NC State. So you just want to see him get some, you know, quality at bats, you know, make them work a little bit, get some guys on base. You know, if you have to play small ball to get runners around, I mean, that, that's what you have to do. But you know, I think at the top of the order, it starts with Enrique Branfield. If he can get on base, it's been the – case of this team the whole season he just just makes so much happen he just is so distracting he really he hasn't run a whole lot in this postseason you haven't seen a whole lot of that so you know maybe get him on base and steal a base or two or make a catch or make a bad throw and just just make something happen and get a run across and go from there but yeah at times the offense has had had some struggles and you know especially against good pitching this season so maybe turn that turn that around you know put up seven runs in the game against Arizona the other night. So it's not like it's been a total shutdown, but it was against NC State with only two hits on Monday night. Speaking on the Parks Motor Sales Hotline with Kevin Ingram, the voice of the Vanderbilt Commodores, Vanderbilt and Stanford face off at 6 o'clock tonight. That game will be shown on ESPN. That is an elimination game. Uh, The Commodores, the last team to win 
the College World Series back in 2019. Obviously, it wasn't played last year. Uh, Kevin, do you have a feel for who tonight's starter is? Has that been announced yet? Is it um, Patrick Riley or is it a wait and see at this point? Um, I'll probably talk to Tim Corbin here in the next couple hours to do our pregame. Nothing's been announced for sure yet, as far as I know. You you get the feeling it'll probably be Patrick Riley, or if it's not him, it may be a fellow freshman, Christian Little, who turns 18 next month. (laughs) It's crazy to think about what what we were doing when we were 17 years old, but um, I wasn't pitching in a a postseason with (laughs) one of the top five teams in the country. But, um, yeah, it'll probably be one of those guys. But, again, you know, if you get three innings out of your starter, three or four innings, and, and you're in the ball game, then you turn it over to everybody else. I mean, it's, it's been a similar formula when we've been in these spots. It's been, it's been like this, trying to find that game three starter for a whole lot of the season. Riley's had some really nice moments. He, he pitched a great game against Alabama late in the season, and he's given Vanderbilt some quality starts. Christian Little pitched great when we saw him in the SEC tournament against Ole Miss when he got a start there. So, um, you know, those young guys are capable, and they're going to have to give you something at some point if Vanderbilt's going to continue to play deep into this College World Series. But, again, if you can get you get that starter a little bit into the game and you're still in it, you go to McIlvain and Murphy and Maldonado, maybe not necessarily in that order, but, um, you know, those, those guys have been so reliable out of the bullpen this season. You you got Hugh Fisher, a veteran left-hander. you got Ethan Smith, another righty who's been been there and done that. So, you know, I think you got a lot of options for this Vanderbilt team, uh, you know, once you figure out uh, what your plan is in terms of the starting pitcher. Yeah. R- Riley was actually the game two starter in that Alabama series because that was uh-huh. the weekend that um, Jack Leiter got skipped. But um, you mentioned Chris McIlvain, and particularly here in this area, we, we have to mention Chris McIlvain, throws a scoreless 12th on Saturday night to, to earn the win in that um, Arizona game. And goes to five and one on the year. The the sophomore out of Summit High School, um, been really impressive out of the bullpen for Vanderbilt. He has. Um, <clears throat> I was a little worried after that uh, leadoff double there in the twelfth, thinking, "Oh man, this is going to be a spot." Arizona had such a dangerous lineup. Uh, Vanderbilt had been able to to keep him off the board. The bullpen did such a great job in that game. Gave up only one run. That was the one on the sack fly in the ninth inning and six in the third inning. So. Yeah, McIlvain's been, gosh, he's been a really reliable piece for that bullpen. And uh, just kind of a fun guy to watch, man. You see the, the, the blonde locks flowing when he comes in out of the bullpen and just comes in there and gets the job done, throws hard. And uh, it's been cool, too. You know, you think about these uh, these kids that played on the the uh, Little League World Series teams in years past. And, he, you know, he's one of them, played for the, the South National team. Seen Jake Rucker, played for Goodlitzville, and seen several others, uh, you know, pop up here and there throughout the season. It's neat to me to think about seeing those guys play when they were kids, and now here they are in these you know big stages in these college world series games and so forth. But yeah, McIlvain's been really good, and you know, it's been fun to kind of see the mid mid state guys uh, do the job. You know, um, Luke Murphy's another one. You know, it's from, from from East Robertson. Uh, there's quite a few guys from around the Nashville area. I was talking to somebody the other day about you know what a great baseball area Middle Tennessee has become. I mean, there's all kinds of talent, and I mean. You look up in the big leagues, you see Mookie Betts is maybe the best player in the game. He's from right right here in Nashville. But, uh, yeah, there's a lot of talent from around the, the middle Tennessee area. And Chris McIlvain has certainly uh, been a big part of this uh, successful st- season for Vanderbilt. Boy, they would love to have – they would love to have uh, 
Robert Hassel, considering the offensive woes <laughs> that they've had in the World Series. But you're right; it's it's it, this is a hotbed of talent, and and we are so happy that that we get to see guys like Chris McIlvain uh, and his younger brother and Vanderbilt commit Ethan McIlvain uh, throughout their high school careers. That's that's pretty cool, and you know we have this ongoing discussion, chicken and the egg, here on the show. We'll get your thoughts on it uh, <laughs> if you don't mind. Do you think that baseball in high school baseball in Middle Tennessee has helped to propel the college game, or has the success of the college game helped to propel high school baseball in Middle Tennessee? Uh, Chris, that's a great question because I, I think it's probably some of both. Um, you know, I, I think as so many people have moved into the, the Middle Tennessee area you've probably just seen the talent raise in general in a lot of different sports. I mean, think about how many big time football players have come out of say Rutherford County and Williamson County and, you know, all, all these surrounding areas, Wilson County too, Sumner, you know, just, you kind of look around and you think about, okay, tons of people have moved to this area and all these you know little places that used to be small towns like Mount Juliet or Franklin or, you know, whatever they have, they've all just totally blown up over the last, you know, 10 or 20 years and all kinds of more people have moved here as, as this, the whole area has grown. Uh, and I think that probably has been the case for baseball too, but no, no question. The success of Vanderbilt has, has raised interest in baseball in middle Tennessee. And you got, you know, it's, it's amazing to see just how many kids are wearing Vandy gear and you see them at, you know, at games when we play at home or on the road or out here in Omaha or wherever, but yeah, man, some some of the high school talent are around the middle of Tennessee area. We live in Mount Julius. We live, I mean, you can you can see the lights of Mount Julius High School if you look out our back door. And gosh, man, they're you know Sean Hunley pitches for Tennessee, Ethan Smith pitches for Vanderbilt, and you know, think about all the guys from Loretto, and you know that's a little bit on down the road, but still not not too far outside of this area. Um, it, it's remarkable just to see how many players have come out of the, the Nashville and middle Tennessee area and, and have gone to either play big time college ball or, you know, play in the big leagues or whatever it's been. But, you know, to answer your question, the chicken or the egg, I, I think it is some of both probably. I think they probably feed off one another, Vanderbilt being really good and, you know, Tennessee being good now. I, I think those things will probably only feel it even more as we, uh, you know, go along here. Kevin, I'm glad to hear you say that because I think as Chris and I'd had that discussion, that was my, thought that they they do kind of feed off of each other and and you know they're they're fueling each other as you see now UT is earning the benefit of some of that with with their recruiting under Vitello and that kind of thing we've got a kid that we got to watch this spring Kavaris Tears that is um will be a freshman up at UT he's probably enrolling here in the next week week and a half so um it's it's just kind of rolling at this point on both the high school and the collegiate level. And if you're a baseball fan around here, it really is fun to see. Yeah, it is. You know, there's always the talk of, you know, can Nashville support a major league team and all that. And I, I never know exactly how I feel to me. I, I kind of like it the way it is. Um, it'd be fun to have big, it'd be fun to have big league baseball, but man, I, I just think you're going to be stretching people's resources really thin. If you, if you had a major league team here, because, you already have the NFL, the NHL, and the MLS. You've got big-time college sports around. Um, it, once the new wears off, you know, could you put people in, the, in a stadium 81 times a year? 
no, lots of people enjoy going to see the sounds. You know, they got a, got about the right size ballpark, about 10,000 or so. And they've drawn great as people have come back from being, you know, locked down and at home or wherever they've been, you know, during COVID and just want to get out and do something and see some games. But um, it, it, it's, it's a really good baseball scene. Um, I, it will be interesting to see maybe 10 years from now what things look like. You know, will there ever be a major league team here? I, I sort of have my doubts. I think there's there are a lot of steps between here and there. It's, you know, it's neat to see drawings of a stadium on the riverbank and all that stuff, but, uh, you know, there, there's a lot of work to be done to actually make that happen. But uh, it, it's a, you know, for, for now, it, it is a great baseball scene, and uh, I, I got to think it's going to continue for, for quite a while. I'm going to need you to get out of my head. We agree with <laughs> all of that. yeah i kind of hesitate to say it because i know that there are a lot of people who are huge proponents of mlb in nashville and and i don't want to hack anybody off but i'll certainly i'll certainly support you doing it yeah yeah i don't want to throw cold water on anybody's thoughts of having a major league team it's really really fun to think about but I, I just, you know, do we, do we have enough people here and enough people with money here to spend on those things to, to really make it uh, happen long term? I, I, I don't really have a good answer for that. 81 games. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 40,000 people. 81 <laughs> times. I, I don't know, man. I don't know. But um, it's tough. It, it certainly is a great thing to think about. And just to be in that conversation, I think, kind of speaks volumes for Nashville. And sure. whatever happens along those lines, I do think the success of the Vanderbilt Commodores on the diamond has had a lot to do with that. Kevin Ingram, the voice of the Vanderbilt Commodores, joining us here on the Parks Motor Sales Hotline. Kevin, appreciate your time. I know you got some game prep to do. Um, bring back a win. And um, – Let's play on Friday and beyond. Yeah, it sounds like a great plan, Mo. Yeah, I'm going to have to do some laundry if we win any. Uh, if we win tonight, I, <laughs> I got my Tide Pies and my dryer sheets all, all lined up and ready to go. That's going to be my starting rotation tomorrow. Man, been the, I, I tell you, I, I had the I had the good fortune of going out there in 95 when UT went with Helton and Dickey and that bunch. And, yeah, I had uh-huh. to do laundry as well. Uh, packing for <laughs> that trip is one of the biggest challenges I think you'll ever have. So, <laughs> yeah, I, I've, I've recycled stuff way more than I typically do. That's where Febreze comes into play. But yeah, that's right. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna have to do some laundry if we win tonight. But I hope that'd be a good problem to have. Oh, absolutely. Well, get get, get your done. get yep. your quarters together, man. And All right. um, good luck. <laughs> hey, we appreciate you. Hey, anytime, fellas. Thank you. All right. Kevin Ingram on the Parks Motor Sales Hotline. Uh, he will be on the air tonight. Pre-game, probably no 545. We probably should have asked him. Probably, but yeah. uh, they'll they'll first pitch at 6 o'clock Central Time. Uh, you can see that game, as we mentioned earlier in the rundown. You can see it on ESPN. And probably the pros like J.P. Plant, they can probably sync up Kevin and the ESPN well, broadcast. You know, you know J.P. likes to do his little game. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah. Yeah, so. he likes to to try to pause the TV and or pause pause Kevin and then yeah. hit the TV at the right time. I've never known how you pause radio. I guess on the stream, on though, the you stream. can do that. Yeah, yep. but uh, Kevin's a good listen and and a great dude. And so, 
Yep. We're going to take a break. When we come back, it's more baseball. This is the baseball hour. We've got the Braves. We've got the sounds. We're going to talk about the sticky substance situation and what that means for Major League Baseball because last night was an absolute clown show across the league. So we'll talk about that and more on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Day presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint when we return. Thank you for listening to the Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today special guest podcast brought to you by Parks Motor Sales. Don't forget to listen each day live 9 to 11 a.m. on WKOM 1017 FM in Columbia. Also visit our website sm-tnsports.com for more local sports coverage in Southern Middle Tennessee.